Hello, heroes, and welcome to a special bonus series of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. The fine folks at More Games commissioned us to run their Feast Hall of Ash adventure for the Imperium's Pathfinder setting. For the next five weeks, you'll be getting a bonus episode of One Shot every Thursday. Before we get started, let's hear a little bit about the setting. I am here with William Muma, who created the Imperium's setting and who wrote this adventure that we're about to play. I just wanted to bring him on to share with us what is the Imperium setting and talk a little bit about it. So welcome, William. Hi, James. Thanks for uh, having me on here. Oh, thanks for introducing this to us. And thank you so much for paying for these episodes to be produced. All of these extra episodes are because of William's generosity, and in turn, we are producing this for all of you, our one-shot heroes. We'll be getting these episodes for free. Thank you so much, William. Well, I'm very happy to work with you and to to see what your work can bring to my setting. I've loved the one-shot podcast for a very long time now, and I'm very excited about this project. Oh, one would question the wisdom of what we could bring (laughs) to your setting, because we can only bring silliness. But everybody will find out about that in a little bit. So, William, uh, why don't you give everybody a broad strokes idea of what the Imperium setting is about? Sure. Well, the Imperium setting is based around the world of Aeliode. And this is an ancient world where civilizations have risen and fallen multiple times, leaving ruins scarred across the, uh, the oceans and the mountains and secrets buried deep within the halls of ancient tombs and temples. Uh, so the setting, um, it, it looks at all these different empires and the rising and fall of these empires. For instance, the Feast Hall of Ash, which is the first module of this, looks at the Tear Adrail, this kind of Celtic-esque sort of land where uh, elves and Fomori fight each other and are uh, beginning to have a, uh, a war uh, on the horizon. Fans of the One Shot podcast know that Kat and I both love anything that has to do with uh, fae or fairies, and they are very deeply tied in uh, to this particular module. Uh, so before we jump right in, because it's unique in the way you approach it, uh, could you tell everybody about uh, fae in your setting? Uh, yes, the, the, the fae in this setting, uh, they are actually a spiritual representation of a more perfect version of the world that the mortals live in. So that world is more green, there's more uh, life, there's more vivacity to the, the entire world where the fae come from. And they have kind of bled over into the, the realm of the mortals, and they're trying to change this mortal realm to be more like their perfect realm. Of course, that does kind of anger some of the more natural spirits that uh, call home the the mortal realm. Faye actually had this uh, very uh, troubled and uh, interesting kind of relationship with the lycanthropes, which are more of the natural spirits of the realm. So these Fae are very alien in their approach. Of course, their desires and wants are foreign. Sometimes they don't quite make sense, but it's always moving towards a, a more perfect realm. I love that. I, I love the way Fae are represented here. And, you know, without any further ado, let's hop right into the first session. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up, Phoebe Stonebreaker. Phoebe, how are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Good, good. Uh, Who are you going to be playing for us this week? Today, I am going to be Suri Bruise. All right. 
I, I love the naming conventions. Uh, if anybody's expecting them to become less referential, uh, no, that is not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's uh, learn a little bit about Suri. What is Suri? Who is she? Well, Suri, much like her human namesake, is very little, petite, little thing, and she has- Gnomish namesake. Gnomish namesake. Yes, yes. My gnomish namesake. And has very large, fiery eyes, like big, scary, spooky eyes. Um, what color are they? They're orangey. Orangey, oh, fiery. Cool. That just really complement nicely her purple skin and green hair. Yeah, so she's definitely stands out. How, how tall is she? Oh, I'm gonna go like four three. Four three. Okay, so pretty pretty short. I, like, I think that's kind of tall for a gnome. So mm-hmm. she's like a little bit of a gangly gnome, but very colorful and standouty. Uh, and how did Suri find herself uh, on this continent? Um, because gnomes uh, in this setting actually live on a separate continent. So they're not native to Tierra Drail. Uh, they come from another continent, an Uh So what? Where? where did she come from and how did she get her way here? I would call it the gnomish equivalent of uh, the post-college Europe tour. (laughs) But she, uh, you know, she kind of felt like she was at a point where she really wanted to explore herself and Mm -hmm. uh, figure out what she wanted to do with her life. And so she adventured across uh, um, via ship. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, she has a real romanticism of the water. Okay. Cool. So, so she's also a little bit of a sailor. Uh, so you just recently arrived in this sleepy little town of Illyria and you've been adjusting to local customs and, mm. uh, you know, selling your wares as a bard performing in various, uh, taverns and inns. Very cool. So let's move on to our next contributor, Tyler Davis. How's it going, man? Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good. Great to be back. Thank you so much for. Having me back. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so let's learn a little bit about who you're playing, Tyler. Okay. Uh, I will be playing, uh, Ogman Dova. Uh, Ogman is a, uh, the Formir. A Fomori. There it is. Uh, Ogman Dova is a Fomori. Um, he is a very tall, statured, uh, individual. He's about like nine feet tall, has kind of like a darker complexion, uh, no hair on his head. But like, uh, uh, he's 40 years old, 43 years old, and he has like a, a white beard that is coming in. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So he's seen some shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so I guess he's kind of like a more, he, cause the Fomori are, are kind of like a, a more aggressive kind of race in general. That's an uh, understatement. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> aggressive is an understatement. Um, but he's kind of like the outlier in that, that, Pool. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a more softer spoken kind of person, uh, but he has a temper and, uh, but he kind of tries to keep it in check. Uh, what, what does he look like? <laughs> if you're, if you're thinking of a tall guy, he's not that he's tall. He's a little he's taller. He's a little bit that. taller. He's got, uh, brown eyes, uh, the white hair on his eyebrows sort of complements the beard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a very strong jawline. Um, but, uh, he's got, uh, little, scars and lacer not lacerations he's got open wounds everywhere yeah no. <laughs> but, no, no, it's like evidence that he has been in some fights yeah uh, he, it's very yeah. clear 
Does he have any distinctive items on him or anything that you want to highlight uh, clothing-wise? Um, so he carries around with him a ring. Um, it's a ruby ring that he does not wear because his hands are far too big for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just something that uh, he picked up in his travels. He does a lot of odd jobs, and one of the jobs that he did um, was actually kind of set him on the the odd job path that he's on right now. He just dug a, he dug a grave for, like, an impoverished town that just had like a, a, a raid come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't really pay him in any kind of gold or silver. So one of the, the local, like just old women in the town just gave him this ruby ring. And so he's been carrying that around. Uh, when he's not carrying around his great sword, he always is kind of like tinkering with it with, in his hand. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, next we'll move on to someone very near and dear to my heart. Alex Manich. Hey. My- podcasting life partner that's true 100 percent. how are you doing buddy i'm doing very well i'm uh, excited to be here for i think uh, for the first time really playing no yeah you're there's no flotation device here yeah. to keep you above water I, I think i'm ready uh there's one too many players at this table four is like an ideal standard party size so easily one of you could die and the adventure would not be affected whatsoever i'm super psyched yeah (laughs) uh let's learn a little bit about who you're playing sure uh i'm playing a dwarf uh which uh is my favorite has always been my favorite uh fantasy race really that's cool uh my favorite character in the lord of the rings was gimli Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, I had actually a replica of his axe for real. Wow. Uh, as a, as a yeah. kid. You don't have it anymore? Uh, well, uh, story <laughs> behind that, uh, at my graduation party for high school, one of my friends decided that he wanted to chop down a tree with it what and it broke in half. Yeah, obviously. Uh, just a year ago, my mom revealed to me that she had super glued it together. So, uh, yeah, she put it back together. I should actually get it. I want it. It has uh, been reformed. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> By my mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I should, I actually should go get it. But, uh, yeah, I'm playing a dwarf. His name is Dolgren Chest Hair. Uh, that's and, real dwarfy. Uh, it's a very dwar- dwarfy name. Uh, the thing is, uh, the the one thing everybody should know is this guy is extremely vascular. I mean, <laughs> we're talking low body fat. Uh, he clearly works out. We're talking his big three lifts, which of course is deadlift, bench, and squat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking he's in the thousand pound club and oh wow, some. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of power. Uh, just power. Just power. Yeah. Uh, his clothing he wears without ornament. Uh, it's, it's fairly practical wear. Uh, some studded leather, uh, pants, uh, with, uh, furs kind of wrapped around mm-hmm. his waist. Uh, he does not wear any clothes. He, I mean, he works so hard on his body. Right. Uh, he might as well, you know, go shirtless. Yeah, and he's he's also uh like he comes from a race of people that would be sailors because he was actually exchanged to the Fomori That's due right. to his sort of wild and crazy temperament. That's uh, right. So he he wouldn't want to be weighed down by all that clothing if mm-hmm. he fell in the water. That's exactly right. And also, uh, you know, of course, uh the the one part of his body that he allows some sort of ornament is uh, of course his beard. Oh yeah, uh, which is which is br- intricately braided uh, by his good friend Ogman, who really knows how to braid a nice beard. I <laughs> really, I picture you guys staying up late 
<laughs> after adventures in it is kicking secrets. kicking my little legs <laughs> like, kicking my little legs uh <laughs> And also he has a great axe, uh, a two-handed great axe that he has as well. His skin is sort of freckly because he's been exposed to the sun mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, kind of weathered a little bit like, you know, if you're going to Fort Lauderdale, you see some some old old people vacationing there that have sort of a leathery sort of uh, skin. Uh, that's that's what he's got as well. well cool. Uh, let, let's move on to our next guest, Kevin Budnick. Hey, Welcome James. to the show. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Uh, Kevin is also a player in my regular group that meets, I guess, once a month about yeah, right about monthly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Good three three month gap there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> call that monthly. Yeah. How, how are you doing today, I'm, Kevin? I'm good. Uh, I'm 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 going to be playing. Uh, uh, an elf mm-hmm. by the name of Drakkar Noir. That's uh, great. I love uh, these names, guys. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> not. That's not a, a, a reference to anything at all. No, um, no, I don't see how it could be. Uh, <laughs> let's learn a little bit more about Drakkar. Um, what what what's he like, and what does he look like? Well, uh, he's he's a bit of a loner. Um, uh, elves are typically uh, more 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 in tune with nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Drakkar, he, he lives out in the forest, uh, sort of on the outlands of the city um, by himself. Uh, he's got a little treehouse there. Um, he's you know tall for for elves, which is you know six seven feet tall. Oh wow! He's got you know lank silvery hair, keeps it in a top knot. Um, typical elvish features: translucent skin. Uh, translucent yeah yeah He's, so you can see his veins yeah i mean uh, vascular could also be used to describe him in that he's just kind of got like you just could just see his his circulatory his, okay system. okay so, so <laughs> low low body fat but obviously still very strong um yeah and he's tall so he's like a pretty imposing figure um yeah I imagine he's like very severe looking actually yeah he's really angular like really sharp features mm-hmm. uh uh, a, a one one thing that that sets him apart, you know, that tries to he's, he wants to soften his image a little right. bit. And and Jakar is familiar with woodworking, you know, obviously mm-hmm. being a naturey guy and living out in the woods. So he uh, he's got a little wooden bow tie that he uh, it's just a little charm, just, just a little, little cute ornament. little thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Well, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to seem like I don't. that aggressive. <laughs> 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 but you don't. It's a nice little. It's a. It's a little. Yeah. It's a little bit. Well, bo- bo- <laughs> no. the bow ties aren't even a thing yet, so this very well may yeah. be the, the first bow tie. Yeah, that's true. Something you can fiddle with, you know. Yeah. Little with. Mm, oh, and that pun came from <laughs> oh, no. Patrick O'Rourke, <laughs> hey, uh, who is also the leader of the Peaches and Hot Sauce podcast network. That oh, Captain, you... my Captain. Oh, guys, yeah, that's <laughs> too much. That's too much. Uh, how are you doing, Pat? Dude, I'm doing great. And as most one-shot listeners know, I'm the guy you complain to when the site's not working right. Yeah, whenever <laughs> whenever the site doesn't work, I just tweet at him. Yeah. <laughs> I just go, Pat, take a look at this. Yeah, and I really appreciate all the fans uh, letting me know when things aren't in the right place. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't get fixed. Uh, you know? sometimes so I do appreciate it. One week, guys, uh, when you hear a show 
that just downloads perfectly and there were no problems, send Pat a tweet and say thanks. Yeah, I would appreciate positive tweets from time to time. Absolutely. <laughs> everybody, everybody sends negative tweets. Uh, but uh, let, let's learn a little bit about who you're playing this week, Sure. Pat. Uh, I am playing Eddie Snowden. Um, he is... <laughs> no half, references there. No, um, he is a, a half-elf and uh, has very few friends, very few acquaintances. A loner doesn't even quite describe what it is because he's doesn't he's not a loner out of choice. He's mm-hmm. a loner out of circumstance. Right. You know, he's like that guy who wears a lot of misfit shirts uh, covered in bones. Um, balding. Balding. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, as a half elf, he spent most of his life uh, not really fitting in anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And what 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 class is he? I, I guess I I'll go around again and ask you guys what class you are, just so everybody knows. But... He's a, he's an oracle. Okay. And uh, so oracles are uh, for those who aren't familiar with Pathfinder's expanded classes. Oracles are cursed by gods with right. power. So as you know, as you can tell, Eddie is very likable, very friendly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try very hard not to be uh, the most annoying character in all of Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I actually, somebody who's played a lot of Pathfinder games, there is a really high bar for that. So <laughs> you're going to have to stretch to hit it. Uh, let's go back to Phoebe. Phoebe, uh, what class is your character? I'm a bard. Gnomish bard. <laughs> and, uh, Tyler, what class is your character? Um, I'm a, am I, I'm a magus? Mag- a magus. Magus. Yes. There it is. Um, um and Magus, uh, for those who are not familiar with Pathfinder classes, is someone who can uh, wield the sword and cast spells at the same time. Yeah, so I'll be, I've got my great sword and my net and my spells. That's what I got. I've got a wooden bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess and I've jumping, got... <laughs> jumping in. Uh, Kevin, what class is your character? A uh, ranger. A ranger, an elf ranger. And Dolgren Chester. Uh, barbarian. Yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> why would you waste your time playing any other class? Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so with that, I think we're all ready to begin. Uh, so you guys are not just regular people. You're adventurers. Uh, typically, uh, there are monsters that roam the countryside. There are dangerous things that lurk in the woods. And it is the job, uh, that's, you know, fairly well paying of people around Illyria who are young and strong to sort of patrol the countryside and the woods to make sure nothing dangerous enters the towns. Uh, it's just a stopgap measure that also keeps the youngest, strongest people in the town employed, not using their strength to bully people and take their money. So. You guys were out on one such patrol when you saw on the shorelines, uh, a couple miles out of Illyria, torches gathering on the water. You had a split second decision where like, do we run and tell people or do we try to deal with this threat ourselves? Uh, and you made the what turned out to be somewhat unfortunate decision to stand and fight. Uh, and you did a great job. You took down a couple of what you realized very quickly were Fomori Otsman, the dread northern pirates who raid villages, kill people, and take slaves back to their homeland. Uh, these are people that you do not want to mess with. And although you did well at the beginning of the fight, 
uh, it wore on, uh, and they had dozens of people, uh, and very soon you were overwhelmed and captured and taken to a temporary camp that they had set up somewhere along the northern coastline. And that's where you are now. You are, you find yourselves imprisoned, uh, in a large makeshift iron cage. Uh, you notice, uh, with you is an elf who also looks similarly haggard and beaten. Uh, there are a couple other, uh, people who are so beaten and bruised, they might not even survive the night. Um, but you're pent up in these cages. Uh, you have these Fomori sailors shouting at you. Uh, some of you don't recognize the language because you're not, you know, Fomori. Uh, those who did, were brought up around Fomori, Ogmin and Dolgren, you recognize that they are looking for the town that you came from. And you know, you guys are the strongest people in that town. If word reaches these people uh, about where the town is, it's going to be a slaughter. Um, and so that's where we join you. You are inside the cage. Can we see the keys to the cage anywhere? Um, you actually can. Uh, looking around, uh, you notice that, uh, on this area of the map right here, as I will indicate, uh, there, so I guess I should describe your surroundings a little bit more. Uh, there is a massive bonfire uh, that's set right next to your cage. Near that is a tree stump, uh, and there are three tents set up and guards everywhere, and quite near the tree stump, there is a post where they have uh, set the key to the cage uh it's far away but it's also within sight of you guys so that you you get the impression fomori are cruel and uh you know that they're, they're essentially mocking you that uh you can't have the key okay um so have, are we are we still in like a are we in like a tattered state or a beaten state or like like are we bound uh, so you are not bound. Uh, you're tired and beaten. Uh, okay. the previous night you've been yeah. held here for, yeah. for one, one day so okay. far. Um, your wounds, ha like you've mostly recovered from your wounds because you guys knew you, you all sort of banded together in this mm. initial fight. Yeah. Uh, and you guys know Fomori Oatsmen. You know their Oatsmen. You know their culture. You know when they're likely to kill people and yeah. when they're not. Uh, yeah. so you, Set you advise everybody. Let's take a dive right now because the real fight is going to come later. Yeah, because we can't fight forty people. We can maybe fight ten people, something like that. So, do we see how many? Uh, so, do we see how many people are within the the surrounding area? Like maybe within earshot. So, if someone were, if we were to, I don't know, just throwing us out here, you know, murder someone, uh, would. And they called for help. How many people would uh, come to assist? It, within earshot, this is nowhere near a town. If you called for help, like the only people that would probably hear you are the Fomori in the cages. I'm talking about uh, guarding the cages. The guards, they called for okay, help. Yeah. How many guards would they draw? How many people uh, would this, they draw to the So fight? you were out at night, captured, you spent a day here, and as the sun is now starting to set, 
the Fomori raiders are readying their lanterns to go out on an exploratory mission to try and find the town. As you guys have all remained unbroken and no one has uh, let slip where uh, where it is. Hey, hey, team. Team. First off, I'd like to say uh, thanks for being my friends. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, second, I've got a plan. I've got an idea. I could use... Oh, uh, with it. I could use, um, okay, well, okay. Uh, Ogren, let, let ghost, the small man speak. Ghost sound to distract everybody. Uh, so that's where I make a distracting noise, uh, outside of the cage. And then use my mage hand to bring the keys over. Which is, I can make, uh, objects levitate that are within 15 feet. At what point in this plan do I get to murder something? As soon as I get the door to the cage open. I agree with this plan. Eddie, I feel inspired. So you all are warriors. Who says that? <laughs> says the, the there's a beaten and battered elf in the cage with you, um, whose hands are bound up. That's right, elf. Warriors all. Ah, and clever enough. Clever enough to not have put up a fight when they first captured you. I see you've no weapons at your side, but you say you can do magics. Uh, you know, a little here and there. <laughs> we are trained in mage happenings. That's right. Uh, mage We're havings. Tra- trained in mage havings. I uh, actually went to mage having school, but only for a week until I dropped out. I've just spent a lot of time alone. <laughs> I myself have access to some magics. However, when... We were attacked by the Fomori. I had not prepared the proper spells to combat them. If only I had access to my spell book, I would be able to unleash hell upon these creatures. Do we see the spell book anywhere? Um, they, you did see when you guys were originally taken into the camp, uh, they hid your equipment in one of these tents. Um, I will need you guys to make retroactive spot checks to see if you know which tent has your equipment in it. So uh, what is that? Perception? Uh, 20? That's perception. Okay. And you roll the d20. That will be hot. Got a 12. 12? Modest 12. Ooh, modest yet stately 12. Ooh, 17. 7. Where is uh, perception... And then I add the It goes alphabetical. I had my eyes closed in fear the whole time. <laughs> um, I think I definitely got it. Okay. I got uh, a 17. So do I add my skill bonus? Yeah. You, you add, you, you add the, yeah, this, the, uh, the one on the side that says the bonus that's the equivalent of all the numbers added up. Yeah. 29. 29? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Jeez. So, uh, you not only know which tent has equipment, you know which tent has everybody's equipment. Uh, so, Suri's equipment is here along with Eddie's equipment. Uh, in this tent here, they have put Ogman and, uh, Dolgren's tent. And in the close by tent, they have put Drakkar's equipment. Do we know where the, which what about the spell, the spell book? Yeah. The spell book, uh, so you, based on this information, you, you know, uh, how they have separated out, uh, the tents. They have put warriors weapons here. They've put elf equipment in here and they've put, uh, various caster equipment in here. So your instinct would lead you to believe that the spell book is hidden in, uh, this tent here, the elf tent. 
What do you see, Dolgren? Uh, well, guys well, I guess I know. Man. I guess I I know. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. No. So I don't. So why don't we distract them? I'll use Ghost Sound to distract them. Yeah. And then we can just make it. Just run for the tents That's as a, soon as we get out. It's a great plan. I'm I'm curious about this elf. I uh, does he does he give off any sort of like a evil vibe to me as another elf? Uh, you can talk to him. I would love to talk to him. What's your name, elf? My name is. Philandrius. I, I'm from a northern clan. I, I recognize your colors. You're mm-hmm. from this area. Oh, I yes? Am. Yes. We, we have been battling the Otsmen up and down the shore. They've come over and started raiding different villages, and we cannot stand for it any longer. There's no point in just sitting here to defend ourselves. We must go on the attack and root them out and drive them away. I know that the Fomori have traditionally been the enemy of our people and that they've haunted us. Uh, now, myself, I, I find no qualms here. I, wa- I want to I w- I protect my friends and I want to protect our elven home. So if they're, if they're raising trouble here, uh, we're, we're ready to help. Excellent, excellent. This is, this is welcome news. We, we need something like this. They've taken my brother and at that moment, uh, he says taken his brother. This tent, the flaps come open and you see, uh, a bound figure. Um, and Philandrius, uh, runs to the side of the cage and, uh, a guard escorts him over to this tree stump. <gasps> Uh, and as soon as they, uh, lay this person down next to the tree stump, the fires grow higher. And you see the way the flames are moving are not the way you would expect flames to normally be moving. Over by the fire pit, uh, there is someone who is dressed in the robes of a caster. Uh, that you would find in the Fomori. He's got lots of skulls and uh, rubbings of blood and tattoos all over his this body. This guy looks awesome. <laughs> uh, he's, he appears to be stirring up the fire, um, and he shouts, Baylor, great fury of the sea, take this pathetic soul so that strong winds guide your dead to your coast. Uh there are like a a party of people like there there are about ten people who like warriors about Jesus. to go on the raiding party uh who are standing around the fire and uh they shout in return Balar, Balar, blood and fury, fury and strength, sea and tempest, tear this elf from his flesh and feast. They all raise their weapons and clang them against the shields. Uh, Philandrius watches helpless um, as they uh, lower his brother to the stump. And awesome. They, <laughs> they begin a truly hideous sacrifice. Uh, it starts with them uh, laying his hands down on the stump and nailing them with iron nails. Uh, he screams in pain as his blood starts to roll down the stump. After they have nailed his hands down, uh, they slit his throat and the fire 
raises high uh, and like leaps out to consume his body, leaving just the two nails in the stump, which uh, the warriors pull out um, and start to dust off. Uh, is there, I think I have a, is that some kind of like arcane magic? Like, uh, yeah, if you want to know a knowledge religion, yeah, uh, just, uh, oh, religion? anybody who has knowledge religion okay. can roll That's it. Not me. I got, I got that. Yeah, cause I want to know what. I got a two. Got a 19. Oh. Alright, uh, 19. Unfortunately, that is not enough to get this particular check. Uh, I will give you some information on this, though. You obviously are able to divine that this was a ritual to the god Balar, who is the god of the Fomori people. That god has a dual nature. It is known as Balar to the Fomori and Volsung to the dwarves. The god Volsung is very peaceful and about building new lands um, and order. And the god Balar is very chaotic and uh, wants to destroy and is apparently obsessed with spilling elven blood. Um, so you know that that had something to do with uh, sacrifice to Balar. Um, and you believe that it would have something to do with elves, but... That's that's the best you got right now. You haven't studied that particular ritual. This is gonna sort of raise the stakes for my character, for Drakkar. Oh, because he's an elf. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I I think at this point, like like he's only heard stories of of the genocides of his elf elven people like, by the Fomori, and so mm-hmm. I think like now he's now gonna, it's real. Yeah, the now, fairy now tales are real. real. Yeah, that was. That was Lethaldorn. He was prepared to die, but not in a way such as this. I, 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 if only I had my magics, I could have saved him. If I had, if I had prepared for battle instead of for scouting, I, we wouldn't be in this situation! Quiet yourself, elf. Name a list of body parts, and I swear upon this day, I'll give you all of them. If I, I hope your words are true, dwarf. But first we must escape, and there are far too many around. We'd be captured in minutes, and perhaps worse fates would be fallen by us. Then we wait. Hey, hey Dahlgren, I got some body part requests. Can I get an elbow and a kneecap? Sure. <laughs> While we're at it, why don't you give me more body part less? <laughs> Good, my collection's almost complete. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else in the market for an elbow or a tongue? I mean, I don't want to be greedy, but I would take an ear. (laughs) Specifically a left ear. You'll have your pick of the litter, then. I promise ye. Dolgren. Awesome. Uh, the usual, uh, ankle for me. Right ankle. Um, but we can wait. If we wait until the, the raiding party leaves, then... There will be less numbers, and we'd have a better chance of overpowering them and getting our equipment back. That That is possibly why, as I would not trifle with such a ritual. It's truly barbaric. That... To pass the time, shall we read some poetry and inspire ourselves? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, I'll sweet. Do some push-ups <laughs> and some sit-ups. You got any Edgar Allan Poe in that book? 
Oh, use that. do I? <laughs> <laughs> Quote the Raven for sure. Uh, yes, Edgar Allan Poe, the famous half-elf poet. <laughs> You got me through many a dark night. That exists in this world. Um, do you guys have any other questions for Philandris? He's in the cage with you, and he has fought the Fomori before. And uh, you, you recognize Ogmin and Dolgren. These are not from your clan. All clans of Fomori are destructive, mm-hmm. uh, and they all go out on raids and things. Uh, but... Like, you see a sea lion's head uh, that is emblazoned on a lot of their armor and roughly uh, patched into their tents and uh, tattooed on their skin. This is a particularly brutal clan of Fomori. Uh, Even the other Fomori, who are all raging lunatics that are genocidal, go, I'm not quite comfortable with these guys. Because they do rituals to Baylar that send their enemies' souls directly to him to be devoured and destroyed. Do we know how long um uh Fen Philandrius has been um has been captive? You could ask him. Oh Brave Elf, please deal their your heart. Answer me this. How long have you been in captivity? It is strange answering such a question to a Fomori. My appearance may tell a story, but what is inside me my heart, it is pure. It is different from what you have encountered. Fair. We have been here nigh a week, dragged from location to location as our numbers dwindled. Each night they would begin their search with another bloody sacrifice, sending the soul of my my brethren on to their dark and depraved god to be devoured. So what's their schedule like for the day? (laughs) Do they typically have a lunch break or... When would it be best to go in? Well, after, after they have completed the ceremony, they, they will roam the countryside looking for new towns and encampments so that they might capture new people for sacrifice or slaves to return to their homeland, which I believe the non-elves here are destined to become. But what does that make of me? That would make you... Interesting question, half-elf. I know not. Forsaken again. (laughs) Don't belong anywhere. I think it's safe to say we don't want to wait around to find out. Yeah. Um, Can I look at uh, his... Whatever's binding him? Can I Mm -hmm. see if it's like... if Could I, or one of us, like break it just like with... With Less, the strength check? Which, yeah, with the... yeah, um, you, if you want to make a strength check to break it, you, you think you absolutely could. Okay. That would at least free his hands up, uh, but he still wouldn't have prepared his spells for casting, but he most certainly would be able to help you in whatever plan that you had for escape. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna do that now, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, I will maybe. Do that yeah, maybe. when you're, when you're coordinating yeah. your escape effort. Any other questions for Philandrius before we want to skip time to when the warriors uh, head off? Yeah, let's just let's just let yeah. him skip off. Yeah, going. All right. So the the warriors like uh, all begin like smacking their weapons against their shields uh, in a rhythmic tone as they spread out uh, into the woods and across the hills, looking for new towns to go. You you guys are 
a little bit frightened as the direction that they went uh, did seem to match the direction of Illyria. They might find it, they might not, but it was the right cardinal direction. Do we have any idea how far, just by our surroundings, looking at our surroundings, how far we are from the town? You guys are like two or three miles. So oh, shit. Yeah, it's you're far enough away that uh, there's a good chance that they won't find it. But the way they've been searching, they you don't know where they have looked and haven't looked, so they might find it. Um, yeah. So are are they are they gone? They're gone. Yeah. The the the, the warriors head off. Um, as the uh, the priest or sorcerer or what have you begins casting different powders into the fire um and starts and like collects a pool of the elf's blood and starts doing like some strange ritual if i use detect magic Mm -hmm. would that help me figure out like understand what he's doing you would understand what around you uh is magical or enchanted but so, it's not going to give me any... Yeah. What if I charm charm them, use my charm person, and then they're on our side? And So you have two guards in front of your cage. You've got these two warriors here and the priest. Your charm person is could definitely work on one of the guards, but the thing that you know about charm person is it just makes him think that you are his trusted friend and ally. Not it doesn't the... do that for your group. And also, he wouldn't necessarily act against his comrades uh, mm-hmm. for you. Could possibly go get the key, though. He could get the key, but there are mm-hmm. two guards here. So if you did that to that. one guard, um, there is a chance that the the other is definitely going to notice. I like the original plan of uh, having a ghost be somewhere and then using the key, like levitating the keys over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, can I just try to do that? that? See what yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I use um, dancing lights to help sell the ghost effect or something yeah because i could yeah. fail this check right don't i have to do something uh so no you oh. you you don't have to do any check for ghost sound you do have to describe to me what you're doing and you know how, how you're doing it so what ghost sound you're making to distract people that sort of thing and that will determine how successful it is mm-hmm. so um the ghost sound is i'm an elf i'm an elf Hey, I'm an elf! Is there, is there like, a direction? <laughs> a particular direction that uh, that's coming from? Yeah, it'd be behind the bonfire, so they can't quite see because of the light of the fire. Right, you know, right. You wouldn't and, be able to see what's back there. You'd have to go on the far side of it, so it'd be over here. Mixing with the darkness of night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the priest uh, says in Fomorian, which uh, both Dolgren and Ogman would speak, there appears to be another out there. Find him. Um, and so one of the guards uh, heads off. Not one of the cage guards, but uh, one of the guards who is in front of your equipment uh, heads off. So you have eliminated one with the ghost sound. However, Priest appears to be busy. This one isn't really paying too much attention to you, but the two in front of your cage, they would notice keys floating through the night. I'm going to attempt to distract one or two of them mm-hmm. with a uh, dancing light, kind of in that kind of in that same direction mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that uh, Eddie did the sound, and that I guess I'm going to put maybe one or two lights 
behind the cover of like a couple trees that like go in and out of view. So it's like, like more of a flickering effect Mm -hmm. and maybe just trying to draw attention is like, okay. To do this, I'm going to need you to make a stealth check so they don't notice your magics. Uh, Eddie has sort of a connection with the dead, uh, so ghost sounds come naturally to him. But you just have to... Now I know. Subtly. 12. 12. I'll say with the distraction of, like, that call already, Mm -hmm. and everybody is sort of, like, grouped in front of you as you're doing the necessary hand movements to summon dancing lights... uh, they start cropping up in the trees and the guards now the i'm an elf thing they were predatorily snickering about the fact that they're going to get more sacrifices but Mm -hmm. when they see the lights they suddenly think oh they perhaps could be lanterns this could be an ambush and their hands go to their weapons uh they're clearly nervous and they look to the priest for instruction uh he he tell like he, he he puts up a hand Relax, my brothers. Should you feel that you need more power, there's always more sacrifice to Balor. Grab one of the oh. ones in the cage. <laughs> Balor will make us strong. Kind of, uh, I don't have any weapons, but kind of mm. unarmed strength do I have? So you have pretty good unarmed strength. What it's, it's gonna do a d3 plus your strength modifier in damage. So you can definitely hit people with your bare fists if you want and do damage to them. The guards are, one goes out, reaches for this key, grabs the key, Mm -hmm. and brings it back to the cage uh, to start unlocking. And they call, Which elf wishes to be next? It will be an honorable sacrifice. You will become a part of Balar, and then you will help us rid the world of you filthy, sinful elves. Instead of the key, instead of the key being levitated towards us, is, there, is it possible to have that spell book that's in the closest tent be levitated towards us? I also have unseen servant, so. Can I reach yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? <laughs> An unseen servant is an invisible, mindless, shapeless force that performs simple tasks. This is a simple that task. That sounds like a simple, simple task. task. Yeah, and you know exactly where the book is because of Dolgren's keen eye. So you could absolutely get the book, and I will say another. You could probably get uh, Drekar's uh, equipment, too, That's, because it's in the same tent. What I'm thinking is I volunteer to yeah. to to go out on the chopping block, and you uh, unseen servant my weapons to me, mm-hmm. and then I dodge out of there while... As long as I don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I gotta roll. Uh, you you don't have to roll. Uh, you just have to cast. The thing is, like, very much like Tyler had to cast using stealth, you will also have to use the stealth skill. Otherwise, they're going to notice you casting spells and probably bind or injure your hands so that you're unable to do it. Okay. I... Somebody's going to need to provide a distraction. Make a big deal about, like... Yeah. Can so, I bless her to help volunteers her? Volunteers tribute. Yeah. Oh, I guess I shouldn't do that yet. Yeah. So I, I push out, open the door towards this guard who's who's got the keys, and I say, I'll be the sacrifice. Yeah, Philandris tries to stand up to get in your way, but you, you heed him no attention as you stand up. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, good, good to see an elf willing to shed his elfin flesh and become one with Balar. Your fire will add to his belly and give strength to our warriors. And they pull you from the tent, or the cage, and they take you over to the chopping block. Um, as they're doing this, uh... Uh, who, who wants to provide a distraction for Phoebe? Because they're actually in the cage now, so it's going to be really noticeable. Should I just hit him with a death's touch? That'd you could a, hit him. You could hit him with a, a death touch. Man. That would that would tip your hand um, at exactly exactly what you wanted to do. Um, and right now, no one else has any equipment. So for part of the fight, at least, you would be fighting without weapons or armor. Right, so we'd go into a fight. You which... go, you go. If you hit him with a death's touch, you would go into a fight right away. I just thought that, which was... is definitely so an option. <laughs> which is definitely an option. Not our best option. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. So there's still, so there's still two guys at the at the at the cage. There's still two guys at the cage, and one of them is taking uh, Kevin. Uh, one of them is taking Drakar out right now uh, to begin the sacrifice. So I guess he's still by the entrance to the cave. But like they're coming in. Uh, Drakar stood up in front of everyone else and said, you're Sashay taking me. Sashay. <clears throat> forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there, uh, so one of the guards is probably taking him over to the stump. Yeah. What's the other guard? The other guard's still in watching the cage. Watching you guys. He's watching for any movement, like expecting now that, now that the cage is open, they have an opportunity to break, so. Can I rage yeah, so and just like distract us. him by raging? I could light up the cage. Yeah. I could like touch the cage and it. Can I do that? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Instead of causing violence, right? Yeah. All, yeah, like... that won't cause us to get in a fight. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to start beating on me. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> that's yeah. the same problem with Death's Touch is like that we're fighting then. Right. I don't want to fight. I just well, want to yell start, at him. If you just start raging and just start screaming like a maniac, that's they're going to have to like settle you down and beat down. you a little bit. Yeah, they're going to have to hit me. <laughs> I um, won't be focusing on, yeah. on Siri. I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> okay, you're gonna go into a race. Um, you pox are in death nail wearing, sea lion wearing, stupid. And I continue going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna continue. It's it's a Yeah, right. You get the point, you know. <laughs> Look at how many push ups I can do. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, while, I, while oh, he's I, doing push-ups, I've just got, I'm standing behind him with my arms crossed going, oh, you guys messed up now. <laughs> That's right. He's my hype man. <laughs> uh, in the DJ meantime, I'm Dover. on my, my toes, just, uh, kind of scaling the little walls and, uh, you know, being elfish. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I got 20. No, there's no way they noticed this. Yes. Did you roll a 20? Uh, I rolled 16 ah. plus 8. Yes, 24. 24. Thank nah. you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, numbers. Yeah. Yeah, but, I got 24. So uh, the guards do not notice you uh, summoning your unseen servant. It's in the tent. You know where to grab. So you it grabs the spell book and it grabs uh, his armor and weapons. Uh, oh, yeah. So now you and you have it uh, sneak out the back of the tent. I guess uh, we're going to need 
something to i guess this invisible looking thing would be a lot more useful <laughs> as your unseen servant than nice. it would be as a famori mm-hmm. yeah uh so i'll just put this one in its stead uh so yeah your unseen servant has these weapons uh as they have grabbed one has grabbed kevin uh the other is going over to subdue alex um and it's going to hit you. You can not have raged. I'll allow you to have not used just, one of your rages. To just, you just got angry and started right. making a fuss. Uh, who it hits, it hits. Um, and so you are going to take. Okay, so he's hitting you with the butt of his longsword. And it does four damage to you. Um, just to like, get down, dwarf! And, uh, hits you, hits you on the head. Like, you're looking at him as the pommel of the sword comes down on your forehead, a little trickle of blood, like, <laughs> washes over you. You don't break eye contact with him at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, when, when he hits you with his sword, you don't even blink. <laughs> you're just furious. Nice. Um, that's a funny little tickle you just gave me. <laughs> uh, they take Kevin over to the, ch- they take, uh, Drakar over to the chopping block. Uh, meanwhile, this one is left with the key and he has put it on the side of his belt. Um, and he's not in the cage anymore. He's, he's not in the cage he anymore. Closed the he's, cage they've door. closed and ca- locked the cage door. You are up here. Uh, they make you kneel down in front of the stump. The uh, unseen servant is just uh, like about 20 feet or so behind you. Uh, they can't see it because you're blocking the light from the bonfire. Because it's unseen. <laughs> and it's unseen. <laughs> uh, real quick, which direction does the cage door open? Because that is, I need to know that. I'm going to guess the cage door swings out. I'll... Out towards... Out towards them, yeah. Uh, him, yeah. Great. Um, uh, can is is Ray of Frost? Does that have a, a vocal component to it? Yes. Damn. It's both verbal just, and somatic. I'm gonna lift the keys. Ray I'm Frost. lifting the keys now. <laughs> He's right there. Yeah, He's right there. Fine. I'm lifting him off of him. Using All right. My uh, mage hand. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so you use mage hand. Uh, you are still going to need to make a. Uh, Hmm, do I want to rule this as stealth or do I want to rule this as something else? Um, because I, I'll say it's going to be so quick that you'll be able to, you know what? Escape artist. This seems like an escape artist check. And if you roll really well, he oh, won't a, notice no. the key is gone. If you roll really poorly, the key will, you'll still get the key, but he will notice and the jig will be up. I got a two. <laughs> what? Well, no, I got that's my. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Plus two. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, hey, yeah. look at that. All right, and it's just going to be against his naked roll. All right, I have my answer. So, oh, dear. Oh boy. Uh, the key uh, flies through the bars of the cage, and you catch it in your hand. Uh, you wait to see any like there's like a sharp intake of breath as you all like wait to see if anything happens and nothing does oh jeez <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> still over here on the shopping block <laughs> we are relieved I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're relieved about that key situation but... so now it is just a matter of somebody reaching through the bars to unlock 
uh, the gate. Uh, I will say that this door does swing out and the guard is standing directly in front of it. Um, Who is the I'm, highest stealth? I have eight. Five. Three. So I have a very low stealth, but I feel like if I were to punch that door open, it could possibly do some big damage to the guy. Yeah, but somebody's got to unlock it first. Yeah. Truth. I'll Truth. unlock it and you can like sneak up right behind me and be on top of the cuz I'm so short and you're yes. so tall, you can just <laughs> punch over is. my head. And at the same moment, uh you can direct the unseen servant to bring Kevin his weapons and armor. Mm. Oh snap, we got a plan. All right. All right, uh since we we know what uh these two are doing, um and we know what Kevin's going to be doing, for Eddie and Dolgren, do you have any plans uh, right as the battle starts? I'm going to make my way towards my tent to grab my weapons. Okay, so you're going to charge right into the tent. and Okay, yeah. so I'm going to count this as a surprise round, guys, okay. because they don't know that you have, like, they didn't even know some of you were casters. They don't, don't know you this. have the wherewithal to escape. Um, and Eddie, what are you going to do? Now would be a good time for bless. Oh if yeah, you want it, because it goes in a fifty-foot radius, so it's oh, wow. definitely going to hit everybody in the party and okay. give them all their morale bonus. Yeah, I'll bless everyone. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so with that, it's time for you guys to roll for initiative. Oh, what is this? Twenty. Yeah, yeah D twenty. It's D twenty plus your initiative modifier. All right. Well. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Wait. Where's the initiative? Where's the initiative modifier? Okay. There. This one. Oh, mm-hmm. I have 16. <laughs> Jesus. 21. I always go first. Uh, nine. Five. <laughs> Alex, you're at 21. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's it, who said nine? I have nine. Nine's for Eddie. And five for Kevin. I got a 12. No, 12. So who's five? That's Tyler. Your initiative is negative one. Yes. I'm a huge, I'm a huge dude. You just like to wave. Yeah, yeah. I'm very patient, yeah, but I will mess you meditative. up. Meditative. I'm very impatient. <laughs> it's funny because I literally am like angry at this, this one that's right here, mm-hmm. and I really want to kill it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you probably... That miniature has been staring yeah, at me yeah, this yeah. entire time. <laughs> well, he's the one who punched me, he's, or like, oh, yeah. he, like poked me in the head, yeah. so... Yeah, you're going to charge straight into that tent and Grab charge my... straight back yeah, out. Right. <laughs> you're going to pass by this guy. It's going to be one of those things where you see, like, the tent flaps go in. Yeah. And, and then, then on the way out, <laughs> as they come back out, I'm just running <laughs> out. Like a saloon. You got all your equipment, all your armor. You found, like, a hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say everybody's going to be able to use their weapons right away, but armor takes a while to put on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, it's just tough. Got to match the holes. Yeah, exactly. You don't, want, you don't want to put an arm through a head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put it on backwards! Okay, so surprise round. First one up in the surprise round is Dolgren. So you're going to hold... Well, wait, what you can do, as we learned in our oh, that's uh, training, right. oh, that's right. is you can hold action until hold action. the appropriate thing. So you're going to hold action until the door is open. Yes. Um, great. And next up is going to be Suri. Woo, baby! Sneak it open. Oh no! What happened? I got a two. Mm. <laughs> but plus eight, ten. So ten. Uh, so it's gonna be against his perception roll. Be dumb. 
Kachunk. The door opens with a louder clink than you were expecting. Mm, yes. Apparently, uh, no, the Fomori metalwork <laughs> is not uh, not the way that you were hoping it would be oiled and well-maintained. It's rusty. It screeches a little uh. bit as you twist the key. Um, and the guard... Now, everybody who went before this guard in initiative does not get to go. Um, but this guard is going to get to act in your surprise round. Oh, okay. What is this? The prisoners are escaping! Uh, he turns around and draws his sword. And next up is Ogman. I'm just gonna push the door, swing it open with all my might. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. bro. So uh, chill, bro. Wadi! Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so it's a crit. <laughs> I'm going to say an iron door uh, crits on uh, times three. Uh, okay. And I'll say that it does 1d8 damage. Um, and this will be plus your strength modifier. Um, uh, my strength modifier is 5. 5. Okay. Nice. This dude's gonna die. 8. Oh, wow. full damage. <laughs> full damage. Full damage. I'm sorry, Dolgren. Full damage. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> uh, so, why don't you describe to me how this goes down? Oh, okay. Sweet. Uh, do I know is do I know if he's going to die? No, he's dead. He's dead. Sweet. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> dead. Awesome. Um, well then, no. He draws his. Sword. <laughs> I stole his kill. Um, he draws his sword and like is coming at us. Um, and I just like, I, I was like, I just, I'm gonna go ahead and just like pick it, pick the door up and just push it forward. <laughs> and because uh, the 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 build of the cage is like more shoddy than like we had expected mm-hmm. the hinges are gonna break on the other side <laughs> so i've just got him uh in front of me and like he's i'm pushing him forward he's i'm pushing him back and i push him into the fire into the fire and okay he dies in the fire yeah <laughs> <laughs> he takes so well, as you're pushing the cage like the first thing that it does like he's readied his sword okay. to like try and defend himself it slams his sword against his shoulder and it starts cutting into his shoulder yeah, it does. so at first he offers some resistance to your push but as you push the sword buries itself deeper and deeper into him and his resistance gets weaker and weaker as you are pushing him forward into the fire and you lower him into the fire and he's just sort of screaming now too weak to push the cage off of him uh, oh, as oh, yeah. he burns to death in the burns fire. Burns to death. And awesome! <laughs> Hooray! Immolation! Uh, but of course that frees Dolgren to have his action go off and he immediately runs yes. for the tent. In the tent? No, yeah, he, he, he bolts. I ran right by he that bolts, guy. Huh? He runs right by that guy. Uh, this guy... <laughs> Uh, you can make an acrobatics check to avoid his attack of opportunity. Okay. 20? Yeah, roll the d20 and add acrobatics. Nice. Uh, that would be 25. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> h- how do you, how do you get around yes. it? Uh, have you ever seen Yoda's lightsaber fight? Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> yes! <laughs> That. <laughs> <laughs> so like he swings oh, his sword forward and you're like flipping around him. Yeah, right. and you do a bunch of unnecessary flips. <laughs> he's like he doesn't know where you are and you roll your way into the tent oh, God. Yes. roll into the tent and there's your uh, 
It's uh, Augment Sword and your axe. Are... Can I grab both? Yeah, yes, yes. absolutely. Heck yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and That's that, the end of my action, right? That is the end of your action. Eddie. Um. Well, yeah, I'm going to continue with the plan and, and bless everyone. <laughs> All right. God so, bless you. <laughs> so you reach into, like, your robes. They took all of your weapons and things from you, but they left all of your bones. And that was their mistake. As uh, you grab these uh, finger bones, human finger bones, and you start rotating them in your fingers, uh, they start clacking together and grinding against one another, and some powder rises up into the air. <sighs> powder spreads out in all directions, finally covering each one of you, and you guys feel inside you, it, it's strange, you feel stronger, but you don't feel stronger because of your muscles or sinews. You feel stronger because your bones feel heavier and as though they move more solidly, but it's not dragging you down. It's making you move faster as you feel the bone god granting you a morale bonus of plus one. So everybody <clears throat> has plus one to attack and damage. Nice. So all of that leads to plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being my friend. <laughs> That's Pathfinder, guys. <laughs> Oh, I'll never get used to that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wish that that's what they put on wedding invitations instead of like, plus one. It was like, <laughs> the bone crushes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And finally, we, we finish out with Drakar. Okay. Um, the unseen servant is behind you. And I like, even though Phoebe technically controls it, I'll say it moves on your whim. Uh, I want to, I want to escape artist roll away from this dude who's about to chop my head off mm -hmm. is that a thing i can that's do? that's totally fair i'm gonna do that and oh uh that's 15 no that's a uh, 13 13 okay so it's gonna be opposed against whatever he can muster and he rolls a 20 of course. Oh, oh my god so <laughs> that's not good so you're like like he's got you against the stump uh, and you try to roll away, and he just sort of forces you down uh, at the stump. However, you do have the unseen servant uh, drop your sword immediately behind you. Okay. So you can, you still, like, I I'm going to say that was a move action. So you still have a free and a standard to draw your weapons. And, right. uh, so I can draw my weapon and attack? Yeah. Uh, then that That's is, what, th yeah. this is technically a surprise round. Uh, okay. I've got the longbow. Is that? Can I manage to pull off a, a point blank shot? No, probably not. You'll probably need to use your spear. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm down, and mm -hmm. he's over me. I'm gonna spear up into into him. Excellent. So what happens? Uh, I, actually, what I like even better is uh, you 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 try to get up and fail, uh, and he like slams you down and that ex that's exactly what you were planning as you stretch your hand out um as you've been slammed down and from over your head the unseen servant lobs the spear and it lands in the middle of the it lands i'm gonna say not point down uh but uh the end of the spear lands down so that you're able to <laughs> grab it and swing it back and attack him uh so roll your attack cool. 
18 plus 4. I'm going to say that five. absolutely oh, hits yeah. this Fomori. Look at that. <laughs> For being my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Bone God. <laughs> wow, Eddie Snowden. You're not as bad as a guy as people like to think. You can Just wait. <laughs> you can hear muffled behind the tent. I'm not a friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to need you to roll damage on that, Kevin. Yes. Okay. So, four. Four. So... He takes four damage. As the spear slices across his clavicle, he jumps back into a battle-ready position. You roll over, pointing the spear at him as you guys are now engaged in combat. Combat! Combo! Battle bots! I don't know. Next up, we are at the top of the initiative with Alex. Yes. Get him. You know that I'm raging right now. Oh, <laughs> I know that you're raging right now. Uh, I forget what that does. Uh, okay. <laughs> so rage, rage increases your strength. And for you, that means you're going to be using all the parentheses values on your sheet instead of the lower ones. And it also increases your constitution, which increases your hit points. So you are going to be using the parentheses value there. Um. And uh, the other thing it does, I believe you chose that bite attack as part of That's your rage. That's true. I so do have a you bite attack. Also, in addition to you can uh, attack with your sword and attack with your bite. <laughs> I, I, he, I have his sword and I have my axe. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm planning on here's doing. What, here's what you want to do. Okay. <laughs> I want to just drop my axe to my side for a second because uh-huh. I'm going to use that later. Yeah. But I his sword <laughs> I still have. It's a big sword, but I'm a very strong dwarf mm-hmm. vascular 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 too um good aesthetics as well as strength uh <laughs> and <laughs> i'm gonna take his sword and kind of whip it uh at this guy who's like pretty much right outside this tent mm-hmm. yes. i'm gonna whip it end over end so that hopefully the pointy end goes into him cool and if not the the hilt will just hit him in the head and probably make him yeah. stunned yeah uh so roll your roll your attack like, i hope it does it <laughs> <laughs> my, I hope my sword just goes into the lake. Uh, so it's a nine plus. What? What am I plusing? Anything? Uh, it's going to be adding your dexterity. Dexterity. Plus three, twelve. Plus one. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Thirteen exactly eight. hits. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, friend! We're not friends! (laughs) We will be! (laughs) Alright, so the damage on that is 2d6 for the great sword. Uh, where is, I don't have any another D6. Yeah. So this is like a great sword is like cloud strife style huge. (laughs) So you just like you threw a gigantic slab of metal at this dude. Uh, that would be a 11. Let me inspect this character sheet. Oh, he's dead. Yeah! (laughs) Oh my god. So the sword hurtles through the air and sticks right into his chest. And he like starts flailing about and falls onto the ground with the big sword in his chest. Um, And you've got your axe at your side and a move action left. Oh Oh, god. Great. (laughs) I'm going to move... So am I right outside of the tent? 
Uh, you're right inside the tent now, like that. That went the, through the, the guy, flaps. The guy like slowly started approaching the tent, and then through the flaps, a sword just came out and <laughs> stuck in his chest. Uh, I'm gonna move towards the guy that uh, Kevin is fighting, or um, I'm sorry, Drakar is fighting. Okay, excellent. So you're gonna move out the tent, and I guess yeah, I'll let you let's see here. Uh, my move, I have 30 feet, six squares. So you can get to about here okay. with one move action. Sure. Well, that's actually, you would probably just charge right through the tent. You don't give a fuck about conventions. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a, a it's tear. Made of yeah, <laughs> yeah, a tear it's appears. Shaped like you. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. As he goes out, he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Philandrius is going to go and start tussling with this priest. What? Um, he's because he, that hey, dude man. killed his All brother. Right, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Big old dummy. <laughs> he is a big old dummy, and uh, the priest goes as well. Is he still? Does he's he still have his bound up? Yeah, okay. he's just is. This is a bad decision. It's yeah, an man. emotional decision. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> but he he charges the priest, um, and fails to hit. Um, as his hands are still bound up. He tries to just do a big double-handed swing, and that misses. He falls into the fire. <laughs> and he dies in a fire. Now, now. <laughs> no, he does not fall directly into the fire. Near it? Um, <laughs> Come on. Just a little bit. The priest looks at him and touches him on the head. He does inflict wounds on him, and that hit... And he actually grabs Philandrius by the hands. Big ripping tears open up over over Philandrius's hands, and they start bleeding into the rope. Uh, Philandrius screams as the Fomori priest laughs, and uh, his hands look real messed up. <laughs> this guy is so cool. <laughs> super destructive. Super descriptive, James. Yeah, uh, they look real messed real up. messed up. <laughs> Hey, that's that's why I get paid the big bucks. Uh, next up is uh, this guy who is currently facing down uh, Drakar. He rolls, and he rolls a 20. I'm going to roll to confirm that crit. What's your AC? 18. 18. Okay, uh, so he does not critically hit, but he okay. does hit you. Um, and that is going to be 1d6 plus 4. Four damage. Uh, so you take nine damage. Well, uh, damage is. What do you want now? Uh, what's sixteen minus nine? Seven. 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 That is what I am at. Yeah. He uh, he just stabs forward with with his sword. Um, and it cuts into your side. You notice that you're bleeding heavily, but you're also a hardened warrior, and you know that you have time before you'll die. Mm Um, seven whole hit points left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not concerned. If that happened to me again, I'd be dead. Yeah. Um, I couldn't take another nine. <laughs> Math tells me that. <laughs> also, my elven intelligence. <laughs> my elven intelligence. <laughs> That's what the bow tie's for. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking, you're just trussling it. Yeah. Trussling? Trussling? Yeah. Mussing? Next up, Suri. Yes, darling. I'm debating going and getting some equipment. 
or saying a poem to inspire. Because, you know, that's like... Yeah, the, the inspire courage would at. be rad. It would give everybody else an additional plus one to attack and damage. Yeah, you that's still, what I'm You do. can still walk that way, and then you can still bless or not inspire and then head towards your equipment. Yeah, and I guess, like, I would stay out of the... Yeah, that guy... The tussle. That, the guy that would threaten you is dead. Straight mm. dead, so... <laughs> Straight up dead. <laughs> Run out of there. Come out uh, reciting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, this, my poem go. Oh, wait. Do I have to roll you first? You don't have to roll for it. Great. As I walk upon these lands, hands and hands and hands <laughs> and hands, I pray to thee, Mr. Mrs. Smith, <laughs> to forge anew. What we have missed. Um, <laughs> yeah! yeah! That was beautiful! Oh, no. and you should write that down. It's a, gnomish, it's a gnomish poem. So as the syllables echo through the air, you feel pulses within the earth that uh, match your steps and uh, sync up with uh, the way your arms are moving as you swing your swords. Uh, there's strength behind that. Everybody gets a plus one competence bonus, which is distinct from the morale bonus. So they do stack uh, to attack and damage. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. And I also... Yeah. Move move your... How many do I get? You get uh, five. Hands and hands and hands (laughs) and hands. (laughs) Enhance! (laughs) Five. She's just real short. Real small. Uh, Next up is Ogman. All right. Um, I'm actually just. I'm gonna use my whole turn to just. I want to grab Philandrius and pull him away from the priest because that's a bad idea for him to do that. Cool. Cool. Um, Philandrius, you are in no condition to undertake this battle. Do I have to make any kind of? I I don't think you even have to roll for that. Okay. You're so much stronger than him. You're like actually you just uh, toss him. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 just like pick him up by his arms, throw him over your shoulder. Okay. And. Uh, can I put him behind me, if nothing else? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You, like, just, like, pick him up. Maybe just by the scruff of his clothing and place him gently behind you. Okay. <laughs> like a cat. Um, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> would I have another... Would I have an, enough action or whatever to take away, like, to break the, the rope on his hands? If you want to do that, uh, you're going to have to make a strength check. Okay, yeah, um, I'll do that. And don't fail. His hands are gonna rip off. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> oh no! I so said, one. I rolled so a one. There's hey, plus one in role play. Plus two. <laughs> there are some perfect moments where the dice just line up perfectly with the story. And as a GM, you don't you don't even need to do any work because fate just has Why? your back. <laughs> The wounds on his hands were a little bit more serious than you thought. As you tear through the rope, also uh, you hear the cracking of bones. Uh, not only had the inflict wounds opened gaping wounds, but it had made his bones brittle. Um, and it had made his sinews weak. What he has left are mangled stubs that used to be hands. Oh my god. 
So punk rock. (laughs) Yes, you have Fomori blood in your veins yet, Lostling. No, it wasn't me. You were just being a dick and not telling everything, everybody, what you were doing. No, it was you because the blood of Balor beats in your veins. Join us. Become what you were born to be. I fall to my knees and I'm freaking out. Cool, cool. (laughs) Uh, next up is going to be Eddie. Oh, God. I'll, I'll use my move action to follow Siri, because, uh, she's pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, Siri! <laughs> I'm still... It's Suri. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry! Not like oh, boy. <laughs> I'm generally unlikable. That's <laughs> why you don't have any friends! <laughs> oh. And then I think, can I cause fear to this fella? You can try, that... absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to use cause fear, I think. Okay, um, for that, he has to make a will save. I wrote the DC on your spell cheat sheet. Go uh, DC 15. 15. Okay, and what is his will save? How does your cause fear work? What does it look like? I stand up on my tippy toes and I say, Fear me! <laughs> <laughs> and as you do that... Uh, <laughs> you're skin becomes a little bit translucent your eyes glow a little bit and the skull beneath it's not it's not you talking when you cause fear it's it is your bones. skeleton and yeah. your bones mm, I like that. and he looks at you and is completely unmoved fear me <laughs> you're a creepy little weirdo <laughs> love me <laughs> no no filth blood I will not fear you. Balar will feast upon you. That's pretty ineffectual, but, you know, you're out there with Surrey. The next up is going to be Drakar. Drakar. So am I still on the ground? Yes. Would it be a full move action to get up to my feet? It would not be a... I mean, it would be a full move action, but you'd still be able to attack. I might still be able to attack. Okay, then I'm uh, going to use my longbow this turn to shoot the guy who's got me right there. Yeah. So you're you're doing point blank shot. Mm Mm-hmm. That's plus two for that? Yeah. So that's it's 20. 20. Excellent. So, yeah, you definitely hit. Uh, roll your damage. Six plus the two still. Seven, mm-hmm. eight. And then uh, for point blank shot, that's nine. Nine. Uh, that, that he is dead. Nice. Hell yeah. You were trying to get your bow out uh, before he could hit you with his sword. The sword is swinging through the air as you are getting up to a kneel and quickly knocking an arrow and pulling it back. Just as the sword's about to come in contact with you, this, the arrow flies through the air, hits him right in the head, and you're able to duck out of the way of his blow as he falls to the ground dead. And next up. Right. Yeah. This solemn nod for my fallen elves. Next up, <laughs> it is Alex. Alex, uh, there's only one person still alive, and it's the priest. I don't want him to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack the shit out of that priest. Mm-hmm. If I can, if I can make it there. Yeah. So you charge the priest. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna attack. I'm just gonna straight up hit this guy with my. I'm gonna do. Um, I am going to use my feet, which is power attack. Mm-hmm. So that's minus one to minus one. the roll, right? And plus plus three to damage because you're uh, 
dual you're, you're using both hands on your weapon okay uh 10 are you still including your plus two no that's 12 then 12 okay and let's see what is his ac his ac is 11 so nice. you hit. Yeah. you're welcome roll <laughs> yeah. damage um, so mvp is yeah, eddie's really. noted <laughs> seriously uh, so wait damage 1d12 1d12 that's that one. This one that looks like a twenty, but smaller. Yeah. Two. Two, but you plus have three. To, um, yeah, look, it's on your weapon damage. Okay. Plus, I'm not raging anymore, right? You are still raging. I mean, you you don't have to stop raging until you want. Okay, I'm still raging. So thirteen. Thirteen damage. Okay, your axe swings like solidly into his leg and he turns to you. He definitely like it was definitely a solid hit. You know that. You took a big chunk of flesh out of him. He looks at you. The blood of Balar burns in you too, dwarf. You could be one of us. Could have been. Perhaps should have been. <laughs> Wouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> Uh oh. Uh so yeah, you he fails to compel you to join his cause, which is really unfortunate for you as he uh turns to you to try and do an inflict wound spell. Oh, okay. Okay, and he rolls a twenty. Roll to confirm. Oh sure. And he does not confirm. Wow, I can roll crits, I can't confirm him. Uh so this just does damage instead. And you take nine damage. I'm rolling really well for damage, you guys. <laughs> Don't worry. I know how to not approach this. <laughs> what are you at? Yeah. Uh, Suri, you're up next. Okay. I'm going to keep going for my... Heck yeah. Your equipment? Yeah. Okay. You can take a run action at this point. Woo! Um, baby! Which, will, which allows you to move four times your normal speed, which mm-hmm. is definitely going to get you in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you are in with your equipment. You have found it. Uh, you've got your bow. Why did you run from me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm all alone again. My speed was actually caused by his smell. (laughs) (laughs) Augment. Augment? Okay. Um, now I'll remind you, you don't have your weapon at this point. It's still lodged in that poor soul. True. Uh, oh man. I'm just gonna turn around. Just try and grapple uh, this uh, this priest dude. Cool. He is not gonna like that. All right. So is it a, do we? Yeah. Roll roll okay. your team. Strength, he right? is grappled. All right. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Well then, I'm just gonna hold him there and let you do your thing, or let whoever wants to strike him strike him i'm gonna get behind him and flank him at some point okay wait but i'm i'm behind him yeah but 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 that flanking means you got two people on opposite sides uh so it looks like the next person up is going to be eddie so there's this fallen guy so eddie goes up to the fallen guy and starts like breaking off body parts and pulling out certain bones and stuffing them in his pockets <laughs> yeah he's like wow. i need a little bit of this oh that's wow. a pinky toe there we go i need one of those um so he starts like dismantling uh you know collecting some supplies and then he's gonna cast heal on which one of you two are hurt more he's good you need to touch the person who you want to heal (laughs) um so i'll say that it was a free action to rip the bones out of this 
poor soul on the ground with the sword sticking out of his chest and you can do a move action and uh then get near somebody that you would like to heal okay um he also takes the skull and puts it on his hand like it's a puppet (laughs) (laughs) so so he's holding it as he goes towards which one of you guys is seven and i'm lower yeah he's way lower yeah kevin really needs it so yeah i go to uh drakar nice and i touch him with the skull (laughs) (laughs) hey there friend uh it's it's a really weird technique he's got the skull on his hand and it's like moving and it it looks very animated and he goes after your wounds and it looks like it looks like the skull is eating them but after it bites (laughs) different he makes that noise too Yummy sound. And uh, that 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 mends the flesh together. Uh, nice. Roll your heal check. It's going to be a D eight plus two. Ooh, uh, that's eight. Cool. Nice. Eight. Although maybe I don't approve of exactly the methods you use. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> now, please step weird. away from me. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, You're welcome, friend. <laughs> and. Uh, you're you're up, Drakar. Oh, okay. Uh, I can totally take a shot at that. Uh, at the magic guy. Mm-hmm. What's the, what do you call those? So priest, magic yeah, priest. priest. high priest of Baylor. Yeah. I'm gonna longbow, and that's a one. Oh no! All right, I'm so holding him. That's a <laughs> Roll damage, and you hit Ogman. Oh shit! <laughs> oh no! This is just gonna further further uh, yeah, I was like, we put don't... our races in jeopardy. <laughs> We're not mending the ties that bind. Well, you're trying to hit the Fomori, and there's a Fomori holding a Fomori. It's really hard. And I've just been, I've just been skull scratched or whatever you want to say. Healed? <laughs> skull, skull scratched. You've been kissed skull by a skull. <laughs> Uh, it's only four. Kissed okay. on the wounds by uh, a skull. It's four plus two, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so six. six? Sorry, dude. Right. Well, you wanted it. I let it go, and I'm like, sorry! <laughs> <laughs> I can tell before I'm, before it comes off the bow. Punish that <laughs> filthy elf. Rip his bones from his flesh. Though his aim is less than perfect, <laughs> his intentions are true. God, my sternum. <laughs> uh, next up, is, we're at the top of the order, Dolgren. Take this guy down. Yeah, can, can I do, uh, so the feats, can I do that yeah, once? You can or, do that as many oh, times I'm gonna as you want. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Um, You've learned well. Power attack. Are you going to flank him? I am going to flank him. That gives you an additional plus two to this roll. Oh yeah. To the to the roll. To 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 the roll to hit. Okay. Oh, it's a mystery. Thirteen, fifteen. Nice. That that definitely plus hits. All those yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a lot. That's a lot it's more. Eighteen. That'd be it's like fifteen. 17. Yeah. It's like it's really high. You got to remember to include everything that you got. I was fine. You. <laughs> like yeah. Roll your damage. <laughs> Eight plus whatever is on your uh, sheet plus two from the bless and the inspire nice. courage. Oh, plus two. Wait. Twenty-one. What? Okay. How do you kill this dude? Oh yes. So he's being held. Uh, yeah, he's being held by uh, Ogman, and I'm literally just going to split his head in half with an axe, <laughs> and then I'm going to see Ogman's face behind him. <laughs> <his. laughs> 
And I'm gonna go peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. <laughs> and I see you. <laughs> Surrey, Surrey in the tent hears, oh, peekaboo. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so you guys have won this encounter. Nice. <laughs> Eddie goes up to the fallen bodies, and of course he's picking up, you know, key parts. <laughs> he pulls like a wisdom tooth out of the caster. Um, yeah, I think he's got he's got a bag full oh of things. Uh, so you guys, um, as you search the camp, find all of the items uh, that you all of your items. Uh, everything's there. Everything's oh, intact. Um, in addition, you find these items uh, uh, that appear in the equipment of your slain foes. Um, the first up is a war hammer uh, that was carried by the cleric. It is obviously a masterwork weapon uh, that would value around 200 gold. You find <laughs> on the cleric's dead body two potions of cure light wounds. Ooh, I'll take those. And... The cleric's tent, you find a healer's kit and a headband of woven seaweed. Whoa, can I take that, that headband? That's, that's Siri all over it. <laughs> Did I take the healer's kit? Mm. Who wants to carry know. those potions? I mean, I'm I'm huge. They won't affect me weight-wise if you don't want to give them to me. The cure light wounds potions? Yeah. Well... I wouldn't mind grabbing at least one of those just because I feel like I have lower hit points than most. Okay, yeah, take them. And I'm going to be taking damage. Uh, yeah, you totally. guys also find 20 days worth of rations. Sweet. And you find my eight loaves of bread. <laughs> I had eight loaves of bread. <laughs> you know what? There are only six. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now what? <laughs> uh, genocide yeah. didn't do it. Drakar uses rage. <laughs> you, uh, you find a barrel of scotch. Ooh. That's that's the real deal. Uh good. And you find a uh a bottle of aquavit. Um and you find a gold signet ring. Uh does anybody have knowledge nobility? I don't think so. Um nope. yeah. I don't think so. Oh I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll it, yeah, roll it. Plus six. Oh nice. Nine plus six, fifteen. You have no idea who, what, what, what does <laughs> belong to? Could I take a shot? I have that too. Uh, yeah, go for it. That's uh, what did you roll? I rolled fifteen. Oh well, that's not gonna. Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 that was after her bonus. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I rolled an eleven plus plus three, so it's fourteen. It's okay, fourteen. So no. Uh, and Sorry. uh, finally, I need a perception check from everyone. I rolled another one. <laughs> Plus, you have like a negative perception, don't you? Let me know if any yeah, of you get twenty. I Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. So my your... perception is plus ten. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's awesome. So uh, you are tearing through the tents for valuables. You're like you were a raider. Like you went out on a few Fomori raids, so you know how to find valuable objects. Uh, you tear apart the tent and you look in the lining and you find a blue crystal that has the spell Continual Flame cast upon it. Ooh. Guys. What in the world is this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so you've got that blue crystal. You've got uh, the other stuff that you looted from your enemies. Um, Is there anything that we can do magic-wise to help? Uh, poor Philandrius. Po- poor Philandrius. Philandrius. Well, <laughs> oh god. Uh, I could hear hands it. and I could we should have known hands and hands and hands and hands. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. I knew. I could cure some light wounds, I guess. Yeah. So you guys look over Philandrius's wounds, and they are really bad. Like uh, uh, Eddie, make a heal check. Uh, just so you understand what this is. Okay, which I have a seven. Thirteen. So, you, one look at this. That's all, that's all you need to know. He's never going to be able to use those hands again. <laughs> oh, Magic or not, there's nothing that can be done. Oh, but we have his spell book, right? You do have his spell I book. I have read just magic keep it. <laughs> as one of my level zero spells. Can I read what it's, his spell book is all about? So him up, you would dude. be able to read the magic and understand the spells in the book, but he is an arcane caster. You can tell that just by looking at the book. Uh, you cast divine spells. Uh, divine spells are the only ones that are able to heal. There's nothing in that book that's going to be able to help him. But is there anything in that book that's going to help me? Uh, that you can read through his spell book if, if, if he allows you to, certainly. I do some rhythmic gymnastics just to <laughs> make him feel better and distract him. Thank you, kind gnome. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's completely okay with it now. I, I'm afraid I haven't the heart for performance at this moment, but I thank you all for your kindness and bravery. Despite your good intentions, he looks at Ogman. <laughs> Ogman is looking very sheepish. I am afraid I am useless. All of my spells, my most powerful spells, depend on me having dexterous hands. And I've just got these. <laughs> so uh, I, I pull out a bunch of fingers, like bones and stuff. I'm like, can we, can we reattach these? <laughs> he pauses for a minute when you say that. No, no, we couldn't reattach that, but perhaps I know, I know of someone who could build me new hands. You, you must have heard tell of the, of the gentry, of the fair folk. Nope. Uh, no. I want to make knowledge checks, uh, yeah. make knowledge local. Knowledge local, I don't have that. Uh, 22. 22. Oh, well, I bet Kevin knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Five. Oh, the gentry. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no. Yeah, you, you like everybody else is really a foreigner except for Eddie. I actually who, got a nineteen, so I might know. Too. Okay, so you you might have you might have heard these tales as well. Uh, well, it's rumored that there are these extra dimensional beings called Fey that walk in between this world, and they come from a dimension that is full of lush and beautiful forests and they interact with humanity and apparently elves were descended from them uh, some rumors say but they have access to powerful magics that are beyond even the understanding of the most powerful mages uh, on this or any continent perhaps they might be able to mend your friend's hands and uh, you are you Drakar you know of one in particular who might be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And his name is Ash. You heard about him 
ages ago, just in a rumored conversation, that he runs a magnificent feast hall not too far from here. So you can either sit on that information or do something with it. Well, I'm going to share it with the party. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, I know an area not too far from here, there's a fae being by the name of Ash. and He, he might mm. be able to give us a little more information on on certain magics that we might use to to stop the Fomori and also uh, repair Philandrius's uh, nubs. If you can change these back into the hands that they used to be, I could use them. I could defend your village, and then I could get my fellow elves, and we could lead an attack against these Fomori. I assure you, despite my condition, I am a caster of considerable power, and I would be willing to lend that to you. I say we do some philanthropy for him. <laughs> Eddie! <laughs> we Sorry. are not your friends! <laughs> and I think that's where we'll leave the session for this week. Awesome! Yeah. Round of applause for Philanthropy. Yeah. everybody. Yes. Round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for this week, heroes, but we'll be back with more from the Feast Hall of Ash next week. Thanks to our sponsor, More Games. These episodes feature a stripped-down version of their Feast Hall of Ash adventure. Even if your players listen to these episodes, there is plenty of material they haven't seen. If Feast Hall of Ash or Imperiums has piqued your interest, head over to imperiumscs.com. Until the end of May, if you enter the discount code We're Not Friends, that's without spaces or apostrophes, you'll receive 15% off any Imperium's books or PDFs. You can find the link in the show notes. If you would like to commission an episode of One Shot to promote your role playing system, fictional setting, or gaming brand, or you just want to give someone you love an elaborate birthday gift, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com for rates and availability. One Shot is a joint production between Paracosm Press and Peaches and Hot Sauce. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. <laughs>